Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast, episode 12. I'm your host, Viral Viper, aka Viper Freeze, with my co-host, The Renegade Enigma. And we are back to do a podcast again today. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Just like you last week, I want to apologize for me last week because I was a little bit off in the beginning and whatnot. Because she was off the week prior. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's my little apology. Whatever. (laughs) And so, to warn you guys, next week we're going to both be off and the podcast is going to be weird. Oh, we might be off tonight. (laughs) Now you jinxed it. Now we have to be off. Anyhow. Well, speaking of off, how about WWE getting left in Saudi Arabia? That was off. That was crazy. That was so freaking crazy. That shit was weird. It was the best thing to happen, but it was still the worst thing to happen at the same time. That shit was weird. I mean, as a fan, like, if you don't know what's going on, like, in Saudi Arabia and whatever, as a fan... Raw, SmackDown, and all that shit was great. But, you know, for the ones that know, it's like, it's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Yes, it's kind of fucked up. For those of you who don't know, Saudi Arabia almost kidnapped the WWE superstars, allegedly, because there's a million and fifty rumors going around, and nobody knows what's going on. Rumor one is the fact that they basically just had plane trouble and whatever, engine was fucked up or something like that. That's one of the main ones going around. The other one is Vince and the Prince or the King? The Prince. The Prince and Vince like had some type of like argument and whatever and the Prince basically said, fuck that. Most of you not going home because like, by this point the main people, uh, I want to say uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon himself. They were already, they were all had their own plans. They were they did it out. It was Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Vince that had their own plans, and they left. Okay. Like they left, and so people are saying that this whole Vince McMahon thing leaving early is blown out of proportion because. Once the show is over, he usually leaves. That's what Corey Graves said. So this is not unusual. So I wouldn't expect him to stick around like longer anyway. So he yeah. was gone. And then Brock was gone. Rick was gone. Hogan was gone. And then they tried to get the special people that had to be on SmackDown back that night. Like Bray Wyatt, Roman, New Day, The Revival. Nakamura, all those people were getting flown back, but that plane, even when it got down to, like, came to the U.S., it still got stuck, and he still couldn't make it. Yeah. I want to say they got stuck in, like, uh, New York or something? They got stuck in Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Because the show was in, in Buffalo. They got stuck in Baltimore somehow, and they couldn't make it there. By the time, by the time they landed... They were just seeing the last match on the show. Like that's how that's how fucked up it was. Yeah. 
Like, it was crazy. Everybody else, it took them 24 hours to get back. We don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know what happened. There's so many stories out there. And so Corey Graves on his podcast talked about the story. And he said most of these rumors that we've been hearing come from the boys who were on the plane who were bitching and complaining and tell them to stop bitching and complaining. I don't like that he said that. I really don't like that he said that. Nah. Like, if we're a team, we go down as a team. You you making this story up just to throw everybody under the bus because you're not sure what's going on and you're towing the company line is not cool? That wasn't cool at all, Corey. Like, everything else about this story, like, I accept, but then you just throw your friends under the bus? Like, no. Not cool. But whatever. That's not for me to judge, because I'm not on the plane and I wasn't there, but that's not cool. Because AJ Styles said it wasn't a big deal. It was plane trouble and whatnot. He thinks, mind you. Like, he's not 100% sure about it himself. No. This was said on his stream on Mixer, because he streams on Mixer, for those of you that don't know. Yes. But that whole situation, a lot of people were a little bit worried because they kept hearing the rumors, but everybody's back safe and sound. And don't you worry about them going back to Saudi Arabia because they'll be back there eight more times because they signed up to 2027. So they'll keep going to who the hell knows, but they'll keep going. And for those of you thinking, oh, fuck that. The wrestlers should protest and not go. They give you a big fat check? You going. <laughs> yeah, f- fucking right. You're going. <laughs> like, that's bullshit. They're going to go. Yeah, because, like, me and Viper had that conversation and whatnot. And I said I wouldn't go. But that he made that point. Like, that's a good point. Put a few more zeros on your check. Yeah, I'm there. Exactly. But that led to one of the best SmackDowns ever. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Invaded SmackDown. Dude. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my god. That's all I can say. Like, oh my god. Like... So much happened on it, like, my mind is like a whirlwind, so I don't know what happened first. Like, it was the Shayna Baszler thing, it was the Keith Lee and um, Matt Riddle thing. You know, it it was so much on that show, so I'm gonna let you do a rundown, because, again, my bad memory. I know what happened, I forget the order. (laughs) But it it was an amazing show, you know? It was. So, the show opened up with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman cutting a promo. And Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion from SmackDown, who is on SmackDown, quit SmackDown and decides to go to Raw. Well, so now he's taking the title to Raw. So, that's a thing. Yeah. Whatever. And as he's leaving, Triple H is showing Michaels this show up out of nowhere. And everybody's like, oh, what the hell was that? And you just see them with the NXT shirt and you're like, oh, it's an invasion. So the show carried on pretty much as normal until we got to the Bailey-Nikki Cross match. And 
Bailey beat Nikki Cross, and Sasha Banks was out there with Bailey, and she got attacked by Shayna Baszler, and then Shayna Baszler beat up Bailey, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? Where did she come from? What what is happening?" So, who was it? That Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn was talking shit. Yeah. And he bumped into Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. And they decided to destroy him. That motherfucker ran for a while, though. (laughs) For a good while. He got destroyed. And then the Miz did Miz TV. And he didn't know who his guest was going to be. And his guest was Chopper. Originally, it was supposed to be Bray Wyatt. The new Universal Champion, by the way. Yes. Who was stuck. It was fucking stuck. So Ciampa came out, and Ciampa beat the shit out of the Miz. Yep. Well, in a match. Like, well, different yeah. from everything else. It was a match. Mm-hmm. And then, right after the match, Daniel Bryan confronts Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And Triple H says, I'm not going to wrestle you. And Shawn Michaels starts taking off his jacket, and everybody pops. But- so the match. Yeah, see, but Sean was only hot, and he was only taking off the jacket because he was hot, which led to Daniel Bryan facing Adam Cole. Baby, yes, that was <laughs> that was the match of the night. Mind you, it was for the NXT title on SmackDown, which yes. in my mind was kind of weird, but it was still awesome. Yes. It, it was amazing. It was the first time they ever wrestled each other, and it was the match was just freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. And by the way, I have to give it up to commentating, which was Renee Young and Pat McAfee and Tom Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Yeah. Uh, we skipped over a tag team match with Fire and Desire versus Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. And in that match, Sonya Deville got thrown at Renee Young and kicked her right in the teeth. And Renee Young was so pissed for like a minute. But before that, right, mm-hmm. the match originally, if you remember, was supposed to be them versus, I want to say, Carmella and Dana Brooke? Yes, yes. And they got their ass beat by uh, Bianca Belair. Yes. Like, I swear there was somebody else there, but apparently she beat both their asses. So Yeah, she beat both of them. Whooped their ass clean. Yeah, so basically that match was canceled, and then that's when Tegan Knox and, and Rhea Ripley showed up. Yes. That show was just all kinds of awesome. It was just great. This is super fucking great. And me and him, we usually know, like, oh, okay, like... It seemed like it's going to lead into this. It seemed like it's going to lead into that. We had no idea what the fuck was going on. None. Like, none. It was it was so spontaneous and great that it was just like, wow. Should be told, I don't think that they even know what the hell was going on. No, they, like, they just they didn't. said, what the hell? They didn't. <laughs> Adam Cole said, like, he didn't even know what he was doing until... He got there, and it was like 20 minutes into the show, he found out what was going on. Didn't like, you tell it, me the Pat McAfee guy, they called him, like, like in the morning? They texted him, like, 1 o'clock that afternoon and said, hey, we got a plan for you. Like, can you come in? And he knew what was going on, so 
he tried to get there. He couldn't get there. And he called the owner of the Indianapolis Colts and was like, yo, can I borrow a plane? Dude was like, yeah, I, I could get you there right now. And he flew him out. And Pat McAfee got there and he called the show. And it was awesome. He's a good commentator, though. Yeah, he is. He's really good. Like, he just has a different sound and a different energy. And it's like, wow, like, this dude should do more commentary. But I don't know where you would stick him. Um, like, yeah, because every show seems good. Probably on SmackDown, since that's a two-man team right now. Yeah, that, that would be good. Yeah. Because everything else is buck. Like, you don't want to, like, do anything to NXT because that show is good. Yes. I'm okay with Raw. If if you replace anybody, replace the King. Yes, like he has to go. Like he has to go. We're gonna yeah. get into that in a minute. Why he has to go? But like, yeah, like that would be the only place he would fit. Yeah. But yeah, like SmackDown, I think will be the best SmackDown ever for a long, long time. Like nothing will be. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even gonna say Max Survivor Series because I don't, I don't know if they can top the like spontaneousness that they did with this one. I don't know. True, true, true. Oh, and by the way, like, cause like this was mentioned on the show because beforehand, like, we heard it on uh, Saudi Arabia and whatnot, but it's more so now. Like, it, like they actually like. Confirmed it, confirmed it. It's NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. And what? Yes. So, so it's two brands against one. Kinda. Because yeah. the matches that they have, like, for the most part, they're three ways. Yes. And yeah. to be honest, like, just as a whole company, NXT needs to win. Like, there's no way anybody else should win. NXT should win because these are the people you're trying to establish as new upcoming stars. They have to win. Let them win everything and just dominate Raw and SmackDown. Let them win. Please. Exactly. Like, do you know how big that would be for NXT to win against both of of the bigger shows? And it's like, wow. Like, they actually put boots to them and kick their ass. Because, like, NXT, to me, has always been, like, the underground show. It's only the people who have the network, who, like, are big fans of wrestling that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that watch it. Like, it's not as mainstream as Raw or SmackDown, whatever, you know what I mean? So, they, they like, I agree with you. They need to win that, you know what I mean? Also, if they win it, they go off on something else. It will make them bigger, more established, more people will know about them. And maybe boost their ratings against AEW and whatnot. Because, you know, the whole Wednesday Night War thing going. Well, to speak of that, they were only 9,000 away from AEW this week. Like, that that's how boosted they got just through this whole angle they've been doing. 9,000 yeah. away from AEW. It is, like, razor thin close now. So imagine, like, how, like, it would be after they win, if they won. I can guarantee you, probably by by Survivor Series, NXT will be AEW. Yeah. 
but we're jumping ahead. We still have to talk about Raw. Exactly. So Brock Lesnar came out and said that he wants Rey Mysterio. I don't know why this is a thing because Rey Mysterio hit him with a chair a couple times, but he wants Rey Mysterio. So he just starts beating up people because he wants Rey Mysterio. And he beats up this random jack off, throws him around, and then just says, I'm going to keep beating people up until I get Rey Mysterio. And then the show just went on. And what else happened? That's right. That's right. Sad Seth Rollins came out. Sad Seth Rollins came out first. And he says, I don't know what to do, and I'm sad. And the internet has bothered me, and people talk bad about me, and I'm sad, and I lost the title, and I need to reinvent myself. So Triple H came out and basically said, hey, you want to reinvent yourself? I got something for you. Why don't you fight Adam Cole? And he wants to fight in Adam Cole. No, first he told him to join him. Oh, that's right. He said, join me. And then Seth said, no, I'll only join you if Rocky has the NXT title. So they made the match. Yeah. And that was for later. And then right after that, Brock came out and tried to kill the king. Like, no, but literally. before that, you skipped over something, right? What did I skip? The OC came out. During the whole debacle. That's right. And then the Undisputed Era came out. Yeah. So, the oh no, Undisputed Era ran away from the OC when out of nowhere, Donovan Jijak, which I find weird he's helping out um, fucking um, Undisputed Era, but it works out because it's, it's a brand supremacy thing. Yeah. And Damian Priest came out. And, like, all of them beat them up. And then, like, a bunch of Raw people came up. I don't even know who came out for Raw. So, yeah. A bunch of random jack wagons. Exactly. Meanwhile, you have Seth Rollins in the ring. Didn't do a damn thing. So, as of right now, Seth Rollins can't be trusted by anybody. My opinion. I never trusted him to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was a thing. And then, Brock Lesnar... Threaten to kill the king. Legit kill the king. And then Dio Madden stood up. And for the first time, some people didn't know that he was taller than Brock Lesnar. I didn't. I didn't. You were to some people I was alluding to. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, he's big. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude is big as shit. Yeah. And he got F5. He took it like a champ through the table, which was pretty awesome. And that only left King and um, Vic Joseph as the two announcers for the rest of the night. Yeah. Kind of see what they switched it up at SmackDown because at first, before Pat McAfee was there, it was Aiden English. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, then we had... What other match did we have? Hmm... I know we had the Street Profits versus the Street Profits and Humberto versus the OC where Jerry Lawler went out of his way to go to a 1990s racist joke by calling Humberto a jumping bean, which was wrong. 
Mexican Jeffrey Mexican Jeffrey Bean, which was wrong. Like, and people still want him on commentary? Like, come on, man. Like, you're using your old jokes and you, they're racist and wrong. No, just wrong. Wrong king. Bad king. I didn't like the ending to that match. I didn't like the ending to that six man because Umberto got pinned by AJ Styles and he's been pinned by him for the last week three times. Three times. It's like, yo, you just beat the shit out of this guy for no reason. You did the same thing to Cedric Alexander. I was just about to say that, yeah, and Cedric was on the roll. Yeah, like you just kept beating him. Like, why? Like, and they never get the titles. They just keep getting beat, beat, beat. It's like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. Basically. And they totally dropped the Kevin Owens thing. Like, I thought that was going to go somewhere. Yo, either he's injured or something, because I haven't seen him on TV since that. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm going to bank on injured. That sounds about right, actually. Like, the Kabuki Warriors had a tag team match against Charlotte Flair and Natty. And Natty beat Asuka. She made her tap. Now, okay, if you've been paying attention, Asuka looked like she was going to be the number one contender for Becky. Now she tapped at Natty, which means, why would you even do that now? Vince's back? But come on, man! Like, do better! Like, come on, do better, dude! Like, if you're gonna build up the next challenger, it should be—he should do better. But that happened. We also had Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy, which was pretty cool. Yeah, great match. And then they had a backstage promo with Becky Lynch talking about Survivor Series. Because she's going to be in a three-way with Shayna Baszler and Bailey, And Charlie was asking her about Shayna, and Shayna all of a sudden just showed up. And they did a back-and-forth interview sitting in front of each other. And I swear to God, they wasn't in the same room until they stood up and looked each other in the face. <laughs> like I, I swore they were in two totally separate rooms. But no, they were they in the same room. They just got along until just the end. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like for a three hour show, I cannot remember half the stuff that went on. But I can remember the NXT stuff. Yeah, like I just remember the NXT stuff, but like I remember most of what happened on SmackDown. I can't remember crap that happened here. Like the only thing. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say honestly, they need to go back to like two hours. Like, it's it's too much. It's it's good money. Is okay if they're not boring us to death. It's okay, but sometimes they just forget what to do. Like the first hour start off hot, and then like in between, like in the middle of the second hour, they just go, you know what? Fuck it. That's exactly what they do. Just go fuck it. The slow drags on. I fucking hate that. 
But yeah, the, the last match was Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. Where's the baby? No, I thought you was gonna do it. <laughs> no, you. And once again, once again for the title. Yes. And the match ended in a blank because Undisputed Era just showed up, and then everybody from Raw showed up, and then everybody from NXT showed up, and it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Ricochet did a flip dive on the outside on everybody, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's cool." But then Keith Lee did a flip dive, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And then they went off the air with us being very confused as, now what? This is so awesome. Now what? What's going to happen now? Oh, we find out what's happening next. And so did somebody else. The wall. The wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Because the OC showed up at NXT and attacked the Undisputed Era and Bobby Fish hit the wall. Lost the tooth. See? The funny part, this was before the show even started. And whatnot. I want to say like maybe five minutes before the show even started. Yeah, because when the show started, like Renegade told me about it. I'm like, wait, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. He's like, no, <laughs> they just showed it. it. It was on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram. I was like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just know the show's coming on. <laughs> and then they showed it. I was like, holy shit. They, they walked there. Bobby, Bobby um, Fish at a, a wall or something like that. And, like, um, Viper swears that it was ketchup or whatever, but, like, it was all this blood on the wall and whatnot. Dude, it was fucking ketchup. Like, he <laughs> slammed him. It was like, splat. Like, nobody splat somebody. It's in a movie. It's ketchup. <laughs> and then, um,. Basically, they laid them out and whatnot, so that was a thing. Allegedly, they took out Bobby Fish's tooth. Allegedly, yes. And then they walked like they walked into the ring and said, "They're here," and they're ready for some competition. And then Chopper came out and told them, "Welcome to the main roster," and that popped everybody, including the two of us. Basically. And the OC basically said, hey, it's just you. You ain't got nobody else. And then Keith Lee and Matt Riddle showed up. And they made it a six-man. That was pretty cool. Which, by the way, um, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, and Matt Riddle are involved in another War Games match that was announced that night. Against the Undisputed Era. With a fourth partner that has yet to be determined. Yes. And it's funny how we broke that story two weeks ago. That there were going to be two War Games matches. And nobody yep. believed us. It's like, no, you guys are wrong. It's not happening. No, we broke the story because we knew it was happening. So, yeah, we were right. You guys were wrong. Suck it. Okay. Cool point for whoever knows where that came from. <laughs> I bet you nobody knows. 
But yeah, um, who do you think is going to be the fourth partner? I really want to say it's going to be Donovan Dijak. I really want to say it's going to be him. But I don't know because they might switch it up on us. Yeah, NXT tends to do that. But yeah, like I, I agree. Like it has to be him. Yeah, because if all right, if they did switch it up, who would they switch it up to? Like Johnny Gargano is already fighting Finn Balor at War Games, so he already has a match. That's so, unconfirmed right now, but it's kind of obvious that that's going to happen. So I thought it was confirmed. No, like as far as I know, it's not confirmed yet. No, that they confirmed it. Well, they will con- by the time this podcast drops, they'll probably confirm it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like okay, Velveteen Dream's injured. You have Punishment Martinez in beef with Pete Dunn, which they had a match, and Pete Dunn won. But Punishment Martinez is um, Damian Priest. For those of you that don't know, I, I kept calling him Punishment Martinez. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm Damian Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Priest won, lost the match to Pete Dunne, and Killian Damo came out to beat him up. Well, he beat he both of them up. Damo? Killian Damo. Yeah. Wow. Mickey Cross knows what I'm talking about. Oh, shit. But yeah, they attack him, which like, looks like that's going to be a weird three-way, but those three people are now locked up in a feud. Yep. So, where, like, what guy can you slot in that spot for the war games? Like, who fits in that spot? You could possibly say the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, but now he has a number one contender, which is uh, um, Angel Garza, so that's not a thing. Because Angel Garza beat Tony Nese, which was a great match. Great match. But... Even Tony Nese is like, he's not even involved. So it's like, there's literally nobody else. Like, it has to be um, Donovan Dijak. If not him, only other two things it could be a totally new person. Because, like, NXT has people we have yet to see. You know what I mean? Right, and it, it's always been that way, or someone from the quote-unquote main roster. Well, there's been a couple of hints that's been dropped over the last 24 hours that Luke Harper and Cesaro are looking to go to NXT. Okay, so it could be what it, it could be one of those guys. Like, who knows? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with both of those. But yeah, like we don't know who's gonna be in the match. We didn't know who was gonna be in the women's match, but that got cleared up. Cause Dakota Kai fought Shayna Baszler, and Shayna beat Dakota. If Dakota would have won, Dakota would have been on Team Rhea Ripley, but she lost. So now she's not on Team Rhea Ripley. But Team Rhea Ripley did get a fourth member when Mia Yim came out to help with the beatdown. So now the team, the um, 
Rhea Ripley's team is, of course, Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Uh, Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Candice Lee Ray. And yeah. now, Mia Yim. Yes. But now here's, there's a problem. Because mm-hmm. when Rhea Ripley picked Mia Yim in the backstage thing, Dakota Kai was standing right there and she tells Dakota, sorry, I didn't pick you. And Dakota just looks so defeated and broken and lost. And she walks away and the, the team is standing there congratulating each other and high-fiving. It set it up for a heel turn. I think it's a heel turn. Straight up heel turn. And Shayna has yet to pick one more person. Yes. On Shayna's team, it's Shayna, of course. Um, Yosha Rai. Bianca Belair, I believe? Yes, and Bianca Belair. Yeah. So they need one more person. So me and Viper both agree that it's going to be Dakota. Oh, it's definitely going to be Dakota. If they switch it up on us, and it's somebody totally different, I'm just... I don't even know what I do. I don't know what I do. I'll, I'll just look at the TV. But I don't put out too. I just say, good, good, good on you at NXT. Good on you. You got us again. Yeah. You got it. Because NXT is known for flipping some shit up and having something that we don't know what the fuck is going on. Just like the ending angle. It definitely, no one knows what's going on. Not even us. Basically. We basically know almost everything. So, the last match was a six-man match between the OC versus Ciampa, Riddle, and Keith Lee. The match never ended, by the way. Like, it just went on a full-on brawl. And then, what happened? Did Finn just walk out and just, like, in the middle of the match and just stop it? Yeah. Like, but... Finn stopped the match, and the match just stopped because Finn showed up. And AJ stood in the ring, did the two-sweet, and Finn did the gunpoint. And then... Did... AJ got fucked up by Adam Cole. Baby. <laughs> it did Adam Cole did the undisputed era hand sign. And Finn also did the gunpoint. First off, whose side is Finn on? And what the fuck is going on? Because for, again, for those of you that don't know, right? Adam Cole, um, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles are all, quote-unquote, I'm saying, quote-unquote, for Adam Cole's sake, leaders of the Bullet Club. Yes. With, along with um, Gallows and Anderson, they were also members of that, too. So, Ben Bella could actually go with anyone at this point. For real, for real. That's what makes it so weird, because they're both, they both have Bullet Club ties. So, it's like, where do you go? Or, do you do the whole swerve thing which is my spoiler alert. This is what I'm predicting will happen at the end of Survivor Series. That Finn takes the Undisputed Error in the OC up and they just beat the living crap out of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT at the end of Survivor Series. And they stand tall as the new WWE version of the new Bullet Club. I could see that. I could see that. 
I'm definitely I I want that to happen. I don't know how possible it is. Hopefully, it's super possible. But that's what I want to close Survivor Series. Another thing I've seen that's been making the rounds is that Finn's not going to be with AJ or Adam. He's going to make his own shit. You know what I mean? So that, that's a thing. Now, my question is, and I don't think you could answer this because I sure as hell can't, who the hell will be part of his squad? That's tricky because if you're going to stick somebody with him, you have to stick somebody that's good. And right now we have like everybody else is put in different situations where you can't just pull them out and be like, hey, you're with Team Finn. Like, there's no way that you can put these people unless you're just grabbing brand new guys that you haven't showed on the main roster and putting them in Team Finn, which is pretty cool. But other than that, there's nobody sitting there right now. Like, El Ijo de Fantasmo, like, he signed with the company. Like, he would fit in, but. Also, he has his Los Ingobernables ties, so that would be weird. But you have Jake Atlas, who just got signed, who's sitting there. It's a bunch of people that's sitting on the main roster that are not being used and just down there. They could be with Finn if you do it right, if you do this Bullet Club thing right. But that, that'll be the only people that they could use. They couldn't use people that's there and established because it's like, hey, we, we know where you guys got allegiance to. It's like, eh, whatever. Do you think the, and I forget his current name and whatnot, but the former DJZ, do you think he would fit in that? Joaquin Wild? Um, no. No. He would be, he'd be too much of a distracting. Because he would be like super party guy, because that's still his gimmick, kind of. Yes. But yeah, like that, that's where I see him. Because but he hasn't been there for a while, so like in his like, I think he just popped in my head. Yeah. Like, but the Bullet Club would have to be a bunch of people that's like new and good and just that you could build a team around or people that like were close to joining a Bullet Club before but never did. But or or, or just saying. Not even gonna just throw this out there just random and willy nilly, but you know, like Survivor Series is like at the end of November, like towards the end, and a certain villain's contract is coming up, so who knows? Like, who knows? He might just show up and be part of this new Bullet Club. You never know. I'm not expecting. I ever saw one, Marty. Yes. See, Doc, that you got it. By the way, his name is not really Marty. Don't think I put his name out there. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what I was trying to say. Yes. We were doing the Marty scroll thing. Just just playing off the words. You guys are, you guys will get it eventually where we don't have to explain. Eventually. Because he was known as Party Marty and TNA. TNA does bad Oh my god! Don't bring up Party Marty. That was that, that's sad. I think I think even he's sad. Like wow. Yes, he's the villain now. Yes, he's the villain, Marty Scarrow. But I digress on that. Your idea of him showing up? 
That would be so fucking awesome. Yes, it would be. Like that that would really jumpstart this new bullet club and everybody'd be like, Oh, this is so awesome. Like that would that would be real cool. Yeah. But now let's switch over to the other channel. And I was gonna call it Impact, which is not Impact. But we'll talk about Impact later, but <laughs> but AEW. What did you think of yesterday's AEW? I actually watched it. Like I haven't watched it in a while and it still feels bland to me. Like Nothing impressive. The one noteworthy thing, and I let you run down the show and whatever, because you're way better at running down shows than me. Uh, the Cody Rhodes promo that was phenomenal. And I'm not big on Cody and whatnot. I'm not hating him. I'm just not big on him. Mostly due to him being an executive and whatnot. Like I really don't like that, which he touched on. So that's a thing. So, but yeah, best part of the show, hands down. I think that was that was the best part, and also Jericho's mock promo that he did. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Cody did this thing on last week's show where he had this promo when he was talking to his family and this person and that person was talking about how cool Cody was and how much this title meant to him and all of this. And Cody was saying he needs to win his title. And Jericho did a mock of that, which was really fucking hilarious. Because everything about it was just so dumb and hilarious. Sammy Guevara said that Jericho is the youngest AEW champion. Like, what the fuck? At 45, I believe? No, at 48. 48, okay. Like, dude. He had this lady that was pretending to be his aunt, Bobsky. Listen, for those of you who have not dig deep in the inside, Clint Bobsky is the name of the dude from South Paul Wrestling that Chris Jericho played. So that's who she is. That's his ex-wife. He said that on Twitter that that was his ex-wife. So Clint Bobsky's ex-wife, Sharon Bobsky, who is Jericho's odd? That, that is fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. Wow. This man is a fucking genius. <laughs> like, this whole thing was hilarious. And the part where Cody was driving around talking about how much, like, the day of the show is going to mean, Chris Jericho fucking drops around talking about the only thing I'm going to be worried about is where to get bubbly. I need bubbly for tonight. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? It is so fucking stupid that it was just like, yo, this was a great promo for no goddamn reason. Oh, no, so, so Train guy. Oh my god. Soul Train Jones, which is Virgil, which he can't use Virgil because it's all tied up in WWE. But he calls himself Soul Train Jones. And he's talking about how much, like, how long he's been Jericho. This motherfucker said in the goddamn promo, I've been Jericho since he was 11 years old. Bitch, you two are almost the same exact age. You don't know him since he was 11. 
<laughs> oh my god. And then he the funny part about that, he got off his fucking Olive Garden line. He talks about Olive Garden all the time and he got it off in this fucking Provo. And it was like, what the fuck is going on? Yo, and every time, like, Jack Swagger or Jake Hager, every time he was in the promo, he just was standing there and didn't say a goddamn thing. That pissed me off. That pissed me off. They're like, yo, like, I was looking at him like, yo, is he going to say anything? Is he going to say anything? No, he didn't say anything at all. The whole promo. And the thing that popped me from LAX were the proud and powerful, like, I don't know if it was Santana or Ortiz was like, yo, Jericho's gonna beat your ass. Dead ass, yo. Dead ass. I think it was Santana. <laughs> like, yo, what is wrong with you? He's like, yo, dead ass, B. <laughs> like, yo, he is so New York. Dude, like, that promo was so fucking funny. Just so funny. And, oh, the best part, the best part. In the beginning, when he was fucking picking champagne, that was a mock on Brandy and Cody when they were in the house, and Cody kissed her on the cheek. What the fuck did Chris Jericho do? Kiss Sammy Guevara on the fucking cheek. The, the, the fucking genius of this. It is just, it is, it's fucking genius. Just, if you watch anything from AEW, those two promos, watch them. Fucking awesome. One is a straight shoot promo, the other one is a fucking hilarious promo. Just fucking yeah. awesome. Cody, like, Cody put out a really good promo, and people are comparing it to one of his dad's promo, the one where it's the reach out the hand promo. They're comparing it to that. I'm not going to say it's that. It's good. It's damn good. But I have a feeling, just straight up real feeling, this was not Cody's best promo yet. He's going to have another promo that's going to be better than this one, and everybody's going to be talking. This one was really, it was awesome, it was good, and listening to him, I just felt like this is not even going to be your best promo ever. You're going to come up with a better promo by the end of the year or next year, because you have something special, and you're going to give another fucking promo that's going to knock it out the park. How do you feel about it? It was awesome. I mean, long story short, like I said, my issue with him is that he's a decadive and whatever. He covered it, said, okay, like, since I am, like, basically head of the company, if I lose this, I'm no longer going to go, like, this is going to be my last shot. I'm no longer going to go for the AEW title. Like, like, that kind of made me, like, feel some type of way, like, okay, okay. Hopefully it's true. Can I but, see him losing? I think he's gonna like. I think he's gonna lose. Like he's this super sympathetic baby face right now. Everybody loves him. Yeah. I just think he's gonna lose somehow. He's gonna lose, but that promo was like it shocked. Like it shocked me because it was like, yo, you really fucking, you really had an amazing promo, like fucking knocked it out the park. But like it when he effect, like Jericho called him like a spoiled bitch or whatever and then he turned it on him. 
He called him a millennial entitled bitch. And then he turned it on Jericho and called him a dick. He called him a something dick. And then he called him also a carny succubus. He said Jericho leeches off of the newer generation. Like he can't do anything on his own. So he leeches off the newer generation because he's over and watch. And it's like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, he really, like, he really put the boots to Jericho in that promo. He even said his fucking book was on Amazon for $3, or you could buy it at a fucking flea market. Dude. (laughs) Cody was on, he was fucking on. He was fucking on. And he he said Jericho was like, you call me a silver spoon kid, but your dad was fucking Chris Irvine, who was a fucking, it was a fucking Hall of Fame hockey player. It was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, he's right. Like, he's right. He's fucking right. Everything Cody said was like, fucking right. You're right, pal. You you did a great job. Yep. Like, I, like he impressed me. And like, I've been down on AEW for a while. For me to like something off that show and to me, for me to get popped, yes. Yeah. And I'm like I enjoyed the shit out of that. Um, the show was pretty much um normal show building up to the, the pay-per-view. Um Sean Spears had a match and I didn't I had no fucking clue that him and Joey Janela even had beef. But Joey Janela came out after the match and basically challenged him to a match at the pay-per-view. It was like Okay, well, that's a thing. What else did we have? We we had... All right. So, I, w- I was a little peed about this earlier this week. I'm still a little bit pissed off about this. They say wins and losses matter in fucking AEW. But I forgot her name. Oh, Jesus. Like, this just sucks. But the girl that's going to be fighting Rio for the title, I forgot her name. They gave her a title match. She has... One win. And she had a title match. And it's like, dude, you have other undefeated chicks that have never lost. You've not even given them a title match. You're going to give her a title match? Whatever. But they had a tag team match. And she did. She pinned Rio. She pinned her in the middle of the ring. It's like, all right, you kind of justified it. But at the same time, you should have made the match after she pinned her. Like, that would have made more sense. That's the, that's the whole reason Cody's the number one contender because, like, he has the most wins right now. Yes, he's, so, he's super undefeated. Oh, he's still undefeated? Okay. He's super undefeated. Like, he has not lost a singles match. Like, a singles match he has not lost yet. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. That's why he got the title match. This chick, like, she got the title match. She didn't have any wins. It's like, what the fuck? Well, whatever. They, like, they're still trying to fix it. They could have went with Britt Baker. They could have went with Bay. No. No. See, I'm okay with them not having a, having that match because just just to throw it out there, Britt Baker cut one hell of a fucking promo on the on the AEW YouTube channel. 
She would have been the promo of the week, but Cody had a better one, but she cut one hell of a promo. Yeah. She's pissed off at B Priestley, and she wants this rematch. She even threatened to dislocate B Priestley's jaw and rip out her fucking tongue. It was like, oh shit, she's serious. Yo, Britt, she came with some shit in that promo. But her and B Priestley have a match in full gear now, and I can't wait. Well, I'm not watching it, so <laughs> you might. Because I'm hanging on it. It just like those pay per views are, are too much. Like they need to like do something where like it'd be cheaper than that price to win. Yeah, like if if they were cheaper, then we'll def- they're definitely gonna be in. But um, what else happened on the show? Oh, the main event: Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I just, I match was good, match was great. Didn't didn't like how it ended. Didn't like anything after that. But hey, sure, whatever. So Pac comes out, kicks Hangman Page in the ball. Page gets beat. Match is over. But then they're beating him down. Cody shows up. Cody and Chris Jericho have beef. They fight. All right, cool. You you guys have a match. So while all this is going, Moxley shows up to beat up Kenny. It's like, all right, this is too much. Like, bring it down just a little. Nope, keep going. LAX gets added in. You're like, all right, we'll, we'll, we know what's coming next. The Young Bucks show up. All right. Jake Hager shows up. MJF shows up. And it just keeps going until everybody is on the card that are elite have this big showing with everybody in the fucking big brawl at the end. I didn't like it. It was like convoluted or something. Like the biggest issue I had, like mm-hmm. okay, LAX or T Santana, Pride and Prejudice, whatever the hell you want to call them, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they showed up. And fine, they beat up Kenny Omega, right? But they also beat up Moxley, who had nothing to do with nothing. Okay, I want to shoot them some bail, just a little bit. Okay. I think they kicked Moxley's ass because they just thought he was part of the elite. Uh, okay. It's like, he, like, he's a top guy, so they just thought, hey, he's part of the elite, fuck it. I don't think you're part of the league. You're trying to kill Kenny. That was a thing. Oh, well, Hangman Page will probably figure it out how to do that in the next couple of weeks. Because I see him turning on the league. I see that turning out bad for them. Yeah. But, uh, wow. yeah, then, like, later on in that fucking ending, like, for, like, a split second, Moxley and um, Kenny teamed up against Santana Ortiz. And they continue to brawl with each other. So I, I, I see after this pay per view, I see next week Santana Ortiz versus Moxley and Omega. I see them booking that match. I mean, not a horrible match on paper, but due to the like, current storylines and whatnot, it's kind of like okay. But it'll be after the pay per view after they killed each other horribly, and we'll just they'll just see what happens after that. 
Yeah. But yeah, we did skip over the tag team scene because the tag team thing was actually weird. So oh, yeah. They had the Dark Order versus the Private Party. And Private Party beat Dark Order. The winner would face SCU at the pay-per-view. But I don't know where the fuck this happened because I must have missed it or somebody didn't tell me. So the Lucha Bros are added into the match too, which makes this a triple threat for the second title? Yeah, I have no feelings on that. Like, like I, I didn't care. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, all right, the private party should have their own tag team versus tag team match. Like, how did the Lucha Bros get added in when they already lost to SCU? So now you're adding them into this match? Okay, it's like they're trying to do too much. Yeah, it's, it feels like it feels like it's just way too much. Like, if it was just a regular tag team match, I'd be like, all right, cool, this is cool. But they added, LA, they added the Lucha Bros, and then it's like, okay, what the fuck? So, okay, let's run down the card, since we have a little bit of a card. We have the, the six-man, I mean, the triple threat for the tag team titles, the Lucha Bros versus SCU, Versus Private Party. Who do you have coming out as tag team champions? Um, SEU, because they just got it. You know what I mean? I, listen, I'm not going to put anything past AEW, because to me, will be, which will be really fucking weird and cool at the same time, if Private Party actually walked out with the titles. I mean, um, they, they are good. They are good. Yeah, I mean, they're... They're good, but not like good as like the best tag team in AEW. But it would be a shock and be like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Yeah. And like, if you look at the storyline, it would play into them losing to the Young Bucks earlier, and then they would have to defend the tag team titles against the Young Bucks eventually. Like that would play into a story. Um. So yeah, that's our picks on that one. Who do you have with Britt Baker versus your Bay B Priestley? You said it, Bay. <laughs> I'm going with Britt on this one. Like, I'm I'm Team Bay Bay on this one. Once again, for those that don't know, that is Adam Cole's girlfriend. Girlfriend or wife? Girlfriend. girlfriend. I I expect by Christmas they will be engaged. I Just can see that. Also, we have Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Which, I like, I believe that should have some type of stipulation and whatnot, because it is Joey Janela after all. Yeah, because Joey Janela's going to do some crazy shit. Yeah. So, I'm I'm only going with Sean Spears because Tully Blanchard is there. That's the only reason. I'm a, I'm a huge Tully Blanchard fan, so I'm going with Tully Blanchard. That's it. War Horseman, baby. Exactly. Then we have Rio versus the Joshi girl that I have. I forgot her name, and I'm sorry for forgetting her name. But the two of the two of them will have a match for the AEW Women's Title. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Rio, because she's Kenny's friend. Yes, 
is Kenny's friend. So I know they haven't announced this match just yet, but I do know this match is happening. MJF versus Jake Hager. Who do you have there? MJF is going to get destroyed. I see him. I see him losing the match, but I don't see him getting destroyed. But I think he's going to show up later on in the night. Me too. That's why I think he's going to get destroyed. So like, you won't expect it later. Makes sense. And then we have the Young Bucks versus Pride and Prejudice or Pride and the Proud and Powerful. Proud and Powerful. That's what it is. The Proud and Powerful, which is LAX. Who do you have? Ortiz and Santana. Um, going back to something you were saying earlier with the tag team title match, right? So, okay. If you said, like, if Private Party wins, right? They could go in a match against um, the Young Bucks who beat them before, right? Mm-hmm. Caveat to that in this match. Now, if uh, um, Power and Pride or whatever the fuck, Santana, I'm going to call them Santana and Ortiz, beat the Young Bucks, then they should go against um, Private Party if they win. Yes, just to pull the curtain back, like, LAX were there as a tag team, but they were not in the tag team tournament, so they deserve a tag team title shot, period. Yeah. And they are, like, legitimately, if not the, they're one of the best tag teams in the world. So. I'm saying they are the best tag teams in the world. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they're not the best, they're one of the best, for sure. Yeah. So you're going with them winning? Yeah. I'm going with the executives winning for some reason. I just okay. think they, I just think I'm not going with them because they're better. I just going with them because they're the executives. They're exactly what you just said because they're executives. Yeah. And then we have Kenny versus Moxley, which is unsanctioned, which means it doesn't count on nobody's record. It's just there. Which I think is. Really stupid. Yes, I went on a rant last week about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna go on a rant this week. I almost did. Like, I, like luckily you said you did it last week. Cause I, I totally recorded. So I'm. I don't know because I don't care because it's not counted. I'm just gonna go with Moxley. Same thing. Same thing, Moxley. Because yeah, it doesn't count, so I guess Moxley's gonna win. Yeah, and like the backstory to this, he's kind of upset it doesn't count. So yeah. the fact that he'll win and it doesn't count, you know, what I mean, that will fuel his fire even more. In like, it's kind of like a controversy storyline going. So mm-hmm. that would make put a fire on it. Yep. And we have Hangman Page versus Pac again. Because they're, if I'm not mistaken, they're one in one. So the rubber match. Yes, this is the rubber match. So this. And does it have a stipulation? No stipulation, because the first match didn't technically count because it was over in UK, so it technically didn't count. Okay. So the first match they had was on AEW television. And this is the second match in AEW, but it's still the third match, period. Yeah. So, 
I'm going with I'm going with Pac just to fuel the Adam Page heel turn. So I'm, I'm going with Pac on that one. Okay. For once in this segment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going the opposite route, right? Okay. I'm going with Hangman and whatnot due to the same reasons and whatnot. Because I believe he's going to be Pac. Maybe not right now, but eventually become the more contender again and whatnot, right? And become a heel. You know what I mean? How it happens, like, who knows, but it's going to happen again. Okay, okay. And then we have the last match, Cody versus Jericho. And I think we both on the same page that Jericho's one. Yeah, we're going to have to drink some bubbly. Little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> or they could drink beer. Not like a bunch of bitches that drink bubbly. Drink beer like men. Yes. Shot fired. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Sammy Callahan cut a promo and fired shots at Chris Jericho. Again, I'm not a fan of Sammy Callahan, but that was the funniest thing I heard in a while. Yes, it was. And when I heard it, I was like, whoa, like, you guys are taking shots. This is this is the second time, and, like, people aren't paying attention. A- Impact is taking shots at AEW, and people are not paying attention to this. Like, this is very weird. Like, th- their intro song says they're better than Dynamite. Like, oh. like, dude, like, in their intro song, it's a line in there that says, better than Dynamite. And it's like, Okay. And the Rob Van Dam thing, the Sammy Callahan thing now. Like it's a bunch of little subliminal shots at AEW. Yeah. And to be a hundred percent honest, they can literally now take super shots at them because they did a million views on Tuesday and AEW did eight hundred thousand. Okay. Yes, which is very weird. That Impact is doing way better than AEW. But, man, this is... Like, once this gets off the ground, this whole beef gets off the ground for real, I actually want to see where it's going to go. It's funny funny because I don't think AEW is not even looking at Impact as competition, but Impact is literally on their heels telling them, listen, we can take you guys down. And to be honest, like, both products are, are really good. So, any given day, it could be even one of the shows taking each other down. Yeah. But, yeah, that... Oh, that's right. I forgot to, to mention it. It started. It started... The, the journey to Tessa's championship has started. So, Tessa has started going through OVE. She's on, like, she's going through her first member of OBE this week. So, it's starting. You predicted that, basically. Yes, I did. It's going to be awesome when she wins the title. Yeah. But before we go into the next thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. That whole, like, I, I, I don't know. What? Like, the show, like, 
I, I don't like the build to the pay per view. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It's a. It was a different vibe, and to be honest, I like. I like their regular vibe for a build to the pay per view, just off of their YouTube stuff. Them yeah. want to show build to a pay per view isn't isn't the taste for me. I'm not really a fan of this. Cause like when they used to build to the pay-per-views just off of their YouTube stuff and cutting promos and like stuff like that, it was it was awesome. Yeah. This, I don't know why. It just feels off. Just feels a little off. Basically. That's all I really wanted to say about that. Like I I guess that eventually they're going to get better on the build to pay-per-views, but this is just the beginning. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to give them a pass, but I'm still also going to be a little bit critical because I do want you guys to do better. Even though you have a huge fan base that no matter what you guys do, it'll be popular, but I still want you guys to do better. Yeah. I want all wrestling to do better. Like, I don't hate on, like, no wrestling, to be honest with you. No, I, I understand, but I still just put it out there, like, still want you guys to do better. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Cody was the best part. Yeah, oh. he was. See, so, I could be nice to AEW. And I didn't have to ask you post-production. <laughs> but yeah, Impact. Seeing the fact that's one of the ones I didn't watch. No, um, just to touch a thing, that's all I wanted to touch on from Impact. Because I'm, I'm really high up on Tessa going for the title. Yeah. So am I, actually. That would be awesome. But yeah, I wanted to get into power because I wanted to talk to you about power because you had some things to say about power that I I wanted to hear. Okay, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of power. Like, I'm loving this show, right? But it's a fucking mind fuck. Like, I don't know who that faces or who the heels half the time. I'm going to tell you like an older person told me. Okay. You just cheer with your heart. Whoever your heart picks. <laughs> That's usually what I do anyway, though. So. <laughs> I tend, like, we, we both tend to like the heels. So. Yeah, we do. But it's just like so confusing. Like There was a segment there with uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, Marty Bell, and what's her name? I know her last name, Kay. Allison Kay? Yes. Allison Kay. It was another segment there with, um, oh my God, I almost called him Tony Storm. What is his name? Tim Storm. Tim Storm. Uh, what's his name? Nick Aldis. And they were talking about, um, what's his face? Eli Drake. Eli Drake. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know who the heel is and who the face is. I can tell you one thing. I'm going to keep saying it until it's official. No, don't trust Eli Drake. No one trusts Eli Drake. Fuck that. He's not a trustworthy guy. Wait, why don't you trust him? It's something off about him. I don't trust him either. Wow. And then, like, we're gonna we're gonna go into like into this show and just like certain aspects like who to trust and who not to trust. Um, 
the third kid, like, he's a face, but he comes across as a heel. Yes. Nah, man. Uh, fucking the whole tag team situation and whatever, like, Eddie Kingston should not be a face. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I was like, you know what? Let's see how this goes. <laughs> he should be a face. Yeah, he shouldn't be a face at all. But I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a, a try. Like, just fuck it. Let's see what happens. Fucking um um, the whole like James Storm. It's too many fucking storms in wrestling, by the way. <laughs> fucking fuck? James Storm and um, what's his name? See, Tim, that's how, huh? Tim Storm or Cole Cabana? Cole Cabana, yeah, like. Who the fucking heel and face there? Because just last week it seemed like James Storm was a fucking heel, but he's the face this episode. The fuck? He was a, he was a little bit of a face, but no one ever boos Cole Cabana because Cole Cabana is fun and weird, and everybody loves Cole Cabana. Cole Boom Boom Cabana, apparently. Yes, Boom Boom Cole Cabana. But yeah, run down the show for the audience and whatnot. So, early in the show, the Dawsons have a match against two jobbers. And they beat them up and they just come out and they basically talk shit and be like, yo, we want our tag team titles. they like, we want our tag team title match. So, basically, they said what they said. And Eddie Kingston and Homicide was like, listen, listen, we're number one contenders, right? We'll put our titles on the line. We'll put our title contendership on the line. If you guys face us, you don't have to put up anything. You guys face us. Accept the challenge? Yes or no? The fucking Dawson's leave. They're like, and even the announcer guy was like, dude, like, you guys have nothing to lose. What are you doing? Just say yes. Like, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. And the fucking Dawson's just leave. He's like, what the fuck? Cornet was upset about that. Because it was like the easiest decision to make. Like, we're giving you everything. All you have to do is say yes. They said no. It's like, what the fuck? But they left. So, Austin, Aaron Stevens, I got him confused with Ace Austin. I mean, Austin Idol, who is still trying to sell us stuff, and I wish Austin Idol would stop. Old man. <laughs> I'm trying to sell that stuff. But yeah. Aaron Steven comes out and he cuts the promo because him and Ricky Starks had a match last week and he lost to Ricky Starks. So he challenges Ricky Starks to a two out of three falls match. Literally. The match is starting. Ricky Starks still has on his fucking bandana and his fucking jewelry. He rolls up Aaron Stevens for a one, two, three in the first fall. And it's like the fuck? He picked him so quick and then he got up and still started taking off his shit and it's like, oh my god, this kid, this kid, this fucking kid. The one little thing I liked about apparently their two out of three fall matches, once you get the, the fall, they give you like a 30 second break. That is so old school. So yeah. old school. It's just amazing. So old school. And then, like, they get back into the match, and Ricky Starks is beating Aaron Stevens' ass. He's punching him in the corner 
fucking Ricky Stark start quoting Shakespeare. Fucking Shakespeare while he's punching him. The first thing popped in my head was like, yo, that's some shit The Rock would do. Yeah. Like, this kid, just, he just has something. It's something, I don't know what it is, but this kid has fucking something. Like, it was, it was fucking awesome. And then he winds up beating Aaron Stevens. It's like, dude, like, he just got beat two falls back to back. Like, what the fuck? Like, the fuck? Like, that, like, I like that feud. The feud is fun. Yeah. Then we had Thunderosa versus Ashley Vox. Thunderosa beat the shit out of Ashley Vox. Like, she fucked her up. I'm like, this, full disclosure, I think I'm getting a little crush on Thunder Rosa. Like, she's, like, she's badass. I see your Bay Priestley. <laughs> yes. Because she's like, I've watched her before, but now it's like, she's like, more of a badass. It's like, hmm. Like, there's something there. Yeah. And she whooped her ass and then... Marty Bell came out to cut a promo and Marty Bell was like, I, uh, um, we're friends and I don't know what's going on. And Allison K comes out and was like, dude, like, are you with her or not? And I'm, 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 I'm not. And then, and the Rosa beats her up and then Marty Bell joins in and it, they both beat the shit out of Allison K. He's like, oh, shit. And it's through me because Allison seemed like she was a heel for the longest. I kind of, I kind of thought that a little bit too in the beginning. It was like, oh, she's a heel, but then like she had cut a promo where she like gave both of them, like gave both of the two people in the ring props, and was like, oh, you're not a heel. You're just, you're just like a dick face. Got it? Dick face. Yeah, like she's like she's like one of those faces. It's like you know that she could be a heel, but she's not. It's like, oh, you're a dick. Like the Rock. Yeah. But then we had, um, did we have a match before the Dawson's match? The second, the second Dawson's match. I forget the order, so I'll leave that up to you. I don't remember, but the Dawson's did accept Ortiz, I mean, god damn it, Homicide and Eddie Kingston's match. And they had the match for the number one contendership, which it didn't end because the fucking wild card showed up out of nowhere. I'm tired of tag teams jumping in and fucking fucking up shit. And then a Rock and Roll Express showed up. Like that's 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 expected because we mentioned that months ago on the pod. But yeah, had we not known that, like it would feel so random though. Dude, you know why we'll feel it's super random? Because they were just on fucking AEW last week. Yeah. That's exactly what. It would feel so it would feel so weird. But yeah, like they showed up to help Eddie Kingston and Homicide, which that's gonna lead into something. Don't know what it is, but it's gonna lead into something. But yeah, that was that was power. Good show. Very good show. Oh. Jumped over the um the segment I was talking about. Um Tim Storm, I believe it was before the show started because there was no studio audience there and whatnot. 
he was having an interview and it seemed like he was alluding to quitting again yeah and he and Nick Alder showed up and was like telling him like dude don't quit you know what I mean I got your back yeah you could come back from this and whatnot. you know I'm, I'm paraphrasing this more or less what he said y'all and he told him don't trust Eli Drake he read my Twitter by the way <laughs> which throws me off because like okay you get the game from this you know what I mean so like you don't tra- trust Eli Drake I don't trust Nick Aldis yeah that, he seems he seems to have too much to do with Tim Storm for no reason both of them now yeah no no I know I know why Eli has something to do with it because he's trying to get at Nick Aldis. He's using this to get to Nick Aldis. That's what that is. Being at Eli Drake, he was in um, the main event. Wait, he was in the main event? Who was in the main event with him? Um, it was um, James Storm versus Boom Boom. He was oh, in the yeah. main event. He was in the main event. Yeah, he was in James Storm's corner. And Colt Cabana won the match, won the title that he did not lose, by the way. Because backstory is, Colt Cabana was the first North American champion. Colt Cabana got injured, and they had to put the title on somebody, so they put it on James Storm. James Storm has been a champion since, and Colt never actually lost the title. So now he has a title back. So yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Well, to me out, like, James Storm basically, like, he gave him his props, like, like a good guy would. Yeah, that confuses me, too. Like, all right, which one are you? Because I know you want Nick all this, but what the fuck are you doing now? Like, are you a good guy now, or what? What the hell? And at the same time, um, fucking Cabana came out with Mr. Anderson. Anderson, gotcha. <laughs> and I know I'm gonna regret this, but I, I trust Mister Anderson. I, I trust Mister Anderson. <laughs> trust him. That's the thing, though. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Cabana didn't cheat. He wins. He didn't. He didn't at all. Like he won fair and square and whatnot. Not to say that Storm cheated either, because I don't think he did either. But you know, no. Like the whole thing was that Eli Drake was, was, like got on the apron for some reason. Yeah, because he's a dick and he's a cheater. Yeah. Don't trust him. No, no, no. That damn Eli Drake. <laughs> Cheating ass. But yeah, your new North American champion. It's North American, right? Yeah, it's North American. Um, Hulk Cabana. Boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. So we're gonna get into a little New Japan news for people who do follow New Japan. So Chris Jericho challenged Tanahashi for Wrestle Kingdom, which if you've been paying attention, you knew this was coming. So he made it official. He challenged Tanahashi to Wrestle Kingdom. 
January 5th, the second day of Wrestle Kingdom this year. And also, Hiromu Takahashi's back, which was fucking awesome. It was it was amazing. He, he's back from breaking his neck a year ago. He's back home. He's wrestling. And everybody, he literally said, everybody wants me to work safe. Everybody wants me to be normal. And then he fucking ran all around the fucking arena, jumping into the barricades, jumping off his shit, fucking did a bridge on his neck, and it's like, God damn, he's actually back. And he challenged Will Ospreay for the junior title at Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be a fucking amazing match. Wrestle Kingdom is coming January 4th and 5th, which is my wrestling Christmas. I'm so excited. I kind of want to see just that one match, to be honest with you. Hey, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I literally, just with the press conferences and stuff, I have a feeling in my heart, and this is a weird feeling, and I only get it around this time, it feels like Christmas is coming. Like, real-life, regular Christmas for a grown-up. It feels like this, this special, magical time in wrestling, and I just... My heart just like gets so happy knowing that this time is coming and this show is is gonna be here and it's gonna be amazing. And this year is two days, which I'm just so excited. It's just it's just the best thing ever. Like, Fuck you. Coming back and like maybe possibly Shibata coming back. He's coming like, back. He's coming back because they shot an angle at the end of the fucking show. Where Shibata got thrown into the guardrail three times and drop kicked. Oh, he's fucking coming back. It's happening. It's happening, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> also, on to the New Japan news. Speaking of since this whole thing has been about promos. Jay White <laughs> cut a promo because Will Ospreay cut a promo. But his promo was in response to Will Ospreay. So Will Ospreay's promo, when he was doing a promo with the press conference, about the whole Hiromo thing. He was talking about how he wrestled all his year. He wrestled in every show and he did this and he did that and he's busting his ass and like people aren't on his level. So Jay White responded was like, dude, like you've been in every tournament. You've lost. You haven't won. You fought me in the anniversary show. You lost. You're complaining, you're bitching and moaning about all of these fucking shows you've been in. He's like, just don't fucking take them. Like he literally said, just don't fucking take them. If you don't want the opportunity, don't fucking take them. And it was like, dude, like that was a that was a shoot. Like he really, he really cut a promo on Osprey doing everything this year. Like, wow. Like, and he, like, they're not even in the same, like, weight division. Like, Jay White's in the main event, main event, and Osprey's in, like, the junior main event. Like, they, like they're not even right now on the same level. It's like, wow. Like, you, like, you didn't have to cut them so deep, though. That has Jay, to be interesting eventually. It probably will when Will steps up to the heavyweight after he loses to Hiromo, because I believe he's going to lose to Hiromo. Yeah, I think that Will's gonna step up the heavyweight, and him and Jay are gonna have a feud eventually. But at the same time, it's like, like 
you're gonna go against Jay, and Jay is a really cunning, smart, technical, savvy person. Will has great moves. Will is great in the wing. Probably wrestler of the year. But it's something sick, sadistic, twisted, and technologically about Jay White that it's going to be hard for Will to just go in there, do all his regular moves, and fucking win. When he fought him earlier this year, Jay White literally let him get his shit off, and Jay dissected him and beat him and won the match. It was like, Jesus, like, Jay is really good. Like, Jay probably would be my number three pick for the rest of the year after Will Osprey. But I digress. So, yeah, like, it probably, it probably will lead into something. Hopefully. I'm not, like, I love New Japan, but, like, yeah, I don't follow it like that, but I love New Japan. Yeah, that, that's my favorite promotion above all the other promotions' favorite promotion. Yeah. It's literally my favorite. But now on to my third favorite promotion, WWE. And I know you're like, wait, what's your second favorite promotion? NXT. Caveat. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about Survivor Series lineup. So, so far we have Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. Which I feel is botched, but whatever. Also, I feel like we botched because we mentioned Raw and we totally skipped over this part. Mm-hmm. Like, we totally skipped over, like, it wasn't bad, but like, it was totally forgettable because we totally forgot about it. But Rey Mysterio attacked Brock Lesnar with a lead pipe on Raw. So, that's the that's thing that led into this match. And it's like, okay, this is Survivor Series where it's supposed to be Raw SmackDown versus NXT. Or Raw SmackDown and NXT versus each other. Like, this shouldn't, like, this one-on-one match shouldn't happen right now. It should happen either before or after that pay-per-view, but not on the pay-per-view. The match should actually be Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion, The Fiend versus Adam Cole, the NXT Champion. That day. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay. I heard something, just a little something. Like, well, actually, okay. two comments. I heard that we might be getting a rematch from Monday, Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole, which out of the two Adam Cole matches that he had on Raw and SmackDown was the worst because it was nowhere close to the one he had with Brian. But I hear that Seth Rollins and Adam Cole are going to have a match at Survivor Series. That's what I'm hearing. The other rumor is it's going to be a three-way with him and Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with the second one. I'm not okay with the first one. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the rumors. Hopefully it's true. Hopefully. Because that's we right now, three matches. 
So that's yeah. one minute. We didn't touch on the tag team match, which is the Revival versus the War Raiders versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, which, spoiler alert, guys, if you listen to last week's podcast, all of these matches, except for the Brock Lesnar match, we had predicted. Pretty much. Like, we like we totally did a rundown on these matches last week. And I think I'm still standing with the NXT Tag Team Champions as the winners. What about you? That's going to be undisputed. Yes. And then we have the women's title match, which is Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey. Bailey, yeah. Who do you have winning this match? Honestly, like, Bailey's the wild card because, like, there's an emphasis on Becky and Shayna. So she's going to come away with the win because the one thing, well, Shayna does have the other four horsewomen with her, the MMA four horsewomen, mind you. Yes. And, and um, um, Bailey has um, Sasha with her, so that's the thing. Yes, I I see them actually get in, into something right there. It might actually lead into the four horsemen. I don't know where it's going to lead it to, but it's going to lead into something. It looks like it's going to be weird, but it's going to lead into something. Probably eventually the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen when um, Ronda Rousey comes back because she's due to come back eventually. I hope she comes back really soon. Yeah. Like, I I really hope she comes back even by Survivor Series or after Survivor Series. Hell, during. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's that's it. I don't know why I took a pause there. Don't don't judge me, people. <laughs> that was the week in wrestling. I was gonna ask you that, but you said it. <laughs> Pretty much, that's all I can really remember. Yeah. Not a bad week at all. Not a bit. It was actually a pretty damn good week. Oh, caveat. For those of you that are wondering why we haven't covered um, MLW, which we normally do, um, I don't know about Viper, but I have yet to watch it because they have the pre-show for their pay-per-view super fight. I want to watch both episodes back-to-back, the um, pre-show and the extra pay-per-view. So that's a thing. Yes. Here, um, so I watched the pre-show. I did not watch the pay-per-view because I literally forgot to order it, and I didn't do it, and that was on me. But I heard the pay-per-view was really, really good, and MLW did show up and show out, and they surprised a lot of people. Okay. And I just didn't like one thing that happened, and it was 
beautiful, talented Selena De La Renta got put on a table by L.A. Park. And I'm sad. On purpose? It was an accident. Oh, uh, say. Jacob Fatu moved out the way and then got, and she got hit. Got you, got you. I was about to fucking say. Like, she joined Contra? No, no. That would have, yo, that would have been awesome if she joined Contra. Yeah. Yo, Contra. Because that would have, that would have fucked everybody up. It fucked me up when you said she got put to the table. That's the first place I went. Like, what the hell? No, no. It was just, it was just an accident. Yeah. But that's pretty much the only thing we probably missed this week. That, yes, that was the only thing. Yeah. So, before we get out of here, I still have random questions. And this is going to be just for us and for the listeners. Who do you think is going to show up tomorrow on SmackDown from NXT? Adam Cole, obviously. With, like, the rest of the Undisputed Era. Like, that seems to be a constant, you know? Yes. Um, let me see. Yeah, Ripley? Because, like, she wasn't there last uh, Friday. No, she was there last Friday. She wasn't there on Monday. Oh, okay. Again, I expect some women to show up because, like, there's a match already in place that's Sasha versus Nikki Cross, which, like, it's a random match. Like, and it's just, like, too random. Like, it's, it has no value. There's nothing behind it. It's too, like, it's too obvious. It's like a beat match. It's like you're putting this match out there for NXT. Like, go ahead. This is for you guys to interfere in. Here it goes. At the same time, it's not all that random because last week, um, Bailey faced Nikki Cross, so that's a thing. But here's the thing. It was for the title and Bailey actually won. So yeah. there's like she won clean. There's no beef with her and Sasha. Like there's not like there's nothing really tying it in here. It's just like this is just like to me, it seems like a carrot for NXT to attack. It seems like if NXT doesn't attack in that match, I will be surprised. I will be fucking shocked. It's perfect time to do it. Yeah. Cause this match just seems like too random and it's just like there. It's just right there. Like they're gonna be in the UK, which is always weird. They're gonna be there for a cup for a little while. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Now that you said that, right? I have one for you. No. Oh, oh Walter. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you meant somebody else that surprisingly tweeted out of nowhere for no reason. Who? Oh, I'm um, I'm scrolling through the timeline and Tony Storm goes, "Where is Tony Storm?" I don't know. I was asking the same question. Like, wait, why did you why did you just randomly just tweet about yourself and ask yourself where have you been? Like, Imagine if she's getting quote unquote called up anyway, so she's not really an NXT person per se. You know? Or, or caveat. Huh? She did get called up from NXT UK to NXT regular. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. 
to the thing. Yeah, I mean... So she can legitimately show up on Team NXT, no matter what NXT she's part of, because NXT UK is, for all intents and purposes, NXT. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? So that's why I say Walter could show up. Hell, um, the grizzled young veterans could show up. I like them, and I hope they show up. Because, you know, they're no longer tag team champions, so that's a thing. Yes, I hope they show up. Or Gallus, for that matter, since they're the Echo Tag Team Champions. Whoa! Yeah, yeah! Yep, those guys. Yep, yep. Like, them being in UK, like, that could set off a lot. Yes. And I'm expecting some weird NXT things to happen. Yeah. Imperium? Like, Walter probably won't come along. And them beating up a bunch of people will be fucking awesome. Yeah. There is literally so much you can do with this NXT versus Raw SmackDown thing. It's just... It's so fucking much. It... This is, this is a great period in WWE. The unfortunate thing is we're going to go into a lull for a month and then we get right back into the Royal Rumble swag. Yeah. Which I'm calling it now the winner of the female Royal Rumble is Sasha Banks. That's it. That's my pick. <laughs> I'm not changing it. That's my pick. Stay in there. No, I actually like see that. Like she's on like a real high right now. So yes, well, not literally. She's not high now. But yeah, that's the week in wrestling, and that's got, any- got anything to say? Nope. Yeah. And on that note, Scarlett Bordeaux is going to be the smoke show at NXT and fuck this shit. <laughs>